This week on the Reverse Stick, BBI is getting a frenzy level. We've got some more on the world rankings. And watch out, Grumpy Matt is on the warpath looking to kick something. Greetings and welcome once again to the Reverse Stick, the Global Hockey Podcast. My name is John Lee and I'm joined, as I am every week, by Mr. Matt Allen. Greetings, John. Greetings, dear listener. Thank it's you for joining us. for a talk show host. What's that? The Matt Allen Show! Yeah, right, yeah, maybe. As long as I get some more references in some newspaper articles and then we can, you know, lead oh. that back in so we can get the Twitter blue tick and just, oh. you know, really explode with the brand. So we haven't got a Wikipedia page yet. Still not yet. Okay. No, still not yet. Um, I don't know. Did I ask Scott about about it last week? You might have. It might be coming out might, this might week. Be more to come from Scott. We've, we'll chuck in a bit more of the conversation that we had last a, week. Yeah. Some the of the more serious after. hockey stuff. Well, it was the conversation we had after we'd done the interview. That's right. And it's actually probably should have been the interview instead of what? No. Stick it to John's always popular. <laughs> in fact... Um, somebody came up to me on Monday and said, uh, oh, I'd love to chat with that bloke that you had on, really, really super, and stick it to John. You know, that's, that's good. That's a good, oh, it's, somebody it's a good thing. Just, yeah. so you, well, no, can I don't quantify that men, metric. <laughs> men, many people. If I'm going to lie about it, I might as well say many people. <laughs> and it was actually just one. Oh, Daryl. Uh, uh, no, but it was in the presence of Daryl. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, uh, yes, no, so I'll just, Scott will be on. Now, we're recording on Friday today, Friday the 3rd of December, which is International Day of People with Disability. Huge props to anybody who's involved in that space in delivering hockey with flyers programs and para-ID programs. I've been along to something here locally today, John. Uh, unfortunately, not with any hockey involved at the moment, but with a view to us trying to, to build that at our, at our club. Um, the goal ball was sensational. Have you seen goal ball before? No. Um, I think it's uh, nine foot, nine, no, nine metre wide goals. It's like the size of a volleyball court. Three players. Um, you have to wear goggles um, because, you know, players of different um, levels of vision can play, oh, okay. can, can play the game. Yeah. Uh, and oh, maybe sort of it's a bit smaller than a basketball-sized ball. Hard, heavy rubber. A um, little bit of bounce in it. And but with bows, bows in in in, in, yeah. in the ball, um, it's fascinating to watch. Really, like, really, really good fun. And and we had a couple of people playing there that were sighted but had the had the masks on, um, and just the reaction to you know where the ball's coming. But it but it was it was fantastic. Great to see. So I'm full of hope of getting some power ID ho- hockey happening happening with us. Um, but such a supportive space. There's lots of other stuff. Some um, so blind soccer bits happening, and yeah, it was really good. Really, really I'm good. glad you've had that experience today because you've had a dark hockey week. I've been a bit grumpy. Yeah. You have this week. Well, yeah. I'm sure we'll get to talk about it during the rest of the show. But I'm glad that brought you. Sometimes enjoy. I wish I just shut up and just don't get involved. But yeah, it's, sometimes Can't I get yourself. to levels of exasperation. Something's got to be said, John. News. Yes, and of course, most of the news at the moment is coming out of Babatlesway. And the uh, men's junior World Cup, under twenty-one, under, junior. Under, yeah, no, it's, yeah, yeah. It's it, a no, World Cup no for kids. I think wasn't there not an extension because of the delay. Oh, anyway. Uh, okay, um, so we're at the pointy end of the program, and we've come down to semi-finalists have been decided, and those semi-finals will be taking place later on today, Matt. In fact, 
Um, LA later on today. The thir- uh, so six hours from yes, now. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. No, but six we've got we've got classification games coming soon, and if we're still recording in about thirty nine minutes. Oh no, that's earlier. If I hit refresh, huh? Uh, it's actually going to start. No, doesn't it? No, it all, it all refreshes. It, it? Nine minutes. Nine minutes. Oh, perfect. Absolutely perfect. There we go. Well, uh, uh, it'll well, be Belgium versus Spain. They're playing for the fifth to eighth position. So the winner will play for fifth or the fifth or sixth place, get a game, and the loser will play for the seventh, eighth place, yeah. get a game. Uh, Malaysia and the Netherlands will be kicking off in three hours' time once again for the other two spots in that fifth to eighth place. Then the two big I did, games. sorry, just quickly. I read there was an article in the New Straits Times today about the, the junior Malaysian side. Yeah. And uh, basically, that, that four players in particular were named that are both full internationals and junior internationals involved here. And it's, it was written that they haven't really showed much so far. And um, those that don't show up probably won't play any more international <laughs> hockey. <laughs> I think, well, oh, geez, it's a bit harsh. Does, does the coach have a friend in the, um, in the press, do you think? Possibly Maybe in the one NST, of those yeah. Write something, give, stick the knife to them. Yeah, let's G him up. Yeah. That's a great way to deal with players' mental health, John. Yeah. What, you don't reckon it's ever happened? <laughs> oh, it still does. Um, okay, the two big semi-finals later on today. It's France versus Argentina, and that'll be followed by, oh, cracking game, India versus Germany. Oh, it's the under-21s, it's not the seniors, is it? It's still, it'd still, it'd still be, be a, a cracking game. game. I'm joking, I'm just joking. I'm really good to see France make it to... This semi-final stage. I know they've put a lot of effort into their programs in recent years. Of course, with the Olympic Games coming up in a couple of years' time. And there's all that there's the uh, the alert just then on the phone, John. Belgium versus Spain about to start start like, about to start a oh. Junior Men's World Cup playing for fifth to eighth place. That's from the Watch Hockey. Are app. you sure about that? That's what it says, John. Are you sure it's a hockey match? We'll talk about that as well. But okay. that could be our social media fail of the week, it even though it was. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, it was. And, cause when it made it to social media, because I posted it. <laughs> Okay, you know, Argentina are always around the place at any major international competitions. I'd really like to see France win that one. Just the coin, India and Germany, what do you reckon? Germany. Yeah, I don't know, I think the Indians can win at home. They're going to busload so many kids in there. Oh, no, they've got, I think it's restricted to 3,000, but it was up from the zero that were were allowed in originally. Have they had COVID restrictions for the crowds? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't realise that. Were you not involved in the show last week? No? No. No, okay. Um, You heard my contribution, didn't you? Okay, um, we've also got uh, some more game qualification games coming up for the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th and all those sorts of places. We were just talking before, Matt. Why do they have these qualifica- these games? These classification you know, games. Classification games. Well, because to, there's to, no world rankings. Well, it's or to, it's to measure success, I guess, against your last the last time you played. Um, if if you were in the Junior World Cup last time, right? Oh, we finished 16th yeah. last time, How and good then is it you if go, you oh, finish well, we finish bottom of your pool, and then get flogged in the next three games you play as well. Well, you probably shouldn't have been there, and the three teams. Well, maybe not. And three teams that. Pulled out, maybe they should have been there instead. Yeah, but no, even even then, we don't have. There's no uh, qualification games for Olympic games, or what do you what did you call classification, it? classification yeah. games at the Olympics? You, no. When if you're knocked out, you're out. 
that's the end of you playing hockey for that tournament. But what and, it oh, what no, it does, so, but it and ga- there's no point. There's no point in having these games. They mean nothing. Well, it guarantees. Well, it does. It means something for the players to play more hockey, John. You might. I think you're better off guaranteeing that you're going to get X amount of games, whatever happens. For you go in there anyway, so you're investing in your junior arm of your your. Your national sides. That's a pretty good argument from a bloke that doesn't think the competition should have even <laughs> happened. <laughs> that is, that's very convincing. So I'm just, I'm just oh, moving along this fence a little bit. <laughs> All good. So, um, look, the final's happening in a couple of days' time, and it'll be one of those uh, four nations, France, Argentina, India, or Germany. I'm hoping it's France versus India. Oh, I think it's going to be France, Germany. I'll yeah. wait to see how it goes. Yeah. Uh, I and think we, that's the only results we had. Wasn't there a pro league game squeezed yeah, in no, there was, somewhere? There was the second of uh, Belgium versus Netherlands men's game, and that was a 2 1 win for Netherlands, I think. Uh, yeah, I think because it, it was a draw and a shootout pro win in the first game. Netherlands versus Belgium, 2 1 yeah. to the Netherlands. Two really quick opening quarter goals, and then um, Belgium got back just before half time to. Slot one, but that was about it. Must have been a very tense game. Wow, well, I haven't seen it. Is the Belgian Pro League crown at jeopardy, John? Well, I don't know. Could well be. Why? Well, they've lost a point and a game oh. to zero points. If you lose two, one, there's zero points involved there, John. Oh, I wonder what that would mean to their world rankings. We'll find we'll out find soon. Out, yeah. Soon. Soon, yeah. Oh, you've got something on World Rankings coming up, haven't you? Some some correspondence. Someone, we've got another listener. (laughs) (laughs) No, it doesn't doesn't say that he listens. It's just you might might be interested in this. Well, he talks about, we'll get to that. You've got some more results, though, from England, don't you? Uh, I have, well. Or something else. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. So final round games um, for the pre-Christmas break were played. We haven't really covered much on the England vitality is it snowing there already? Of course it is. We, well, we, oh, wasn't we it last photo, week? Yeah. I mean, last week we covered Wakefield Hockey's fixtures yeah. for the weekend. Snowed out. Uh, so at the halfway stage in the Vitality Women's Premier Division, Hampstead and Westminster sit top nine wins, just the one loss, and that came to third place Surbiton last week. They're sitting on 27 points, Hampstead and Westminster. It's Grinstead in second on 24, Surbiton third on 24 via goal difference. And Wimbledon in fourth on 20. They're well clear. Uh, and at the bottom of the table, we've got Swansea with just the one draw thus far from their 10 played. Just on one point with a minus 21 goal difference. Buckingham and Uni of Birmingham and Holcomb are all fairly close on six, seven and eight points above them. Over in the men's Premier Division. Oh, interesting. Is it not men's Vitality Premier Division? Maybe it is and it's just not written on there. Maybe it's just not. Old Georgians sitting at the top, 40, 46 goals for, for just five against. They've lost just the one game this season. Uh, still waiting for the call from Old Georgians. We're happy to come and polish balls or, you know, whatever, hey. earn, earn a few quid. You know, they're the, oh, yeah. they're the, the, the money side. Uh, they had a 2 Park cars, we can do that, can't we? 2-0 went over Surbiton in their last game. So they're on top. Wimbledon in second on 25 points. Hampstead and West, Westminster in 20, on 23 in third. And Surbiton in fourth on 22 points. We're seeing that concentration of southeast London area sides uh, continuing to dominate there. University of Exeter, it's a long way away from everywhere, John. Durham University are in, in there as well. What a horrible trip that is, Durham to Exeter. It'll take about nine days to, to 
to get down there. Um, but yeah, just the the one draw for Uni of Exeter, and they're well clear you, at you not the like bottom. Durham or Exeter? I've got no problem with any of them. Just not travelling between them. No, I like actually. I haven't spent a lot of time in Durham. I do like Exeter. Some excellent pubs. Okay. Particularly the Double Locks. I hope that's still a good real ale pub. That was always a beauty to go and uh, stay there. Only problem was the staff would always raid the boot for all the beer m- merchandise. Oh, can we just borrow your keys, Matt? We need but to move your car, Matt. Yeah, buggers they were. Uh, now, the other one, John, that yeah. we need to mention, you've got... Do you just want to go through upcoming... Oh. Well, when I get to this, the upcoming Women's Asian Champions Trophy. The Dong... Dong Hao? Hi. Dong Hai. Hey, hi. Oh, women. Dong Hai Women's Asians Trophy 2021 in Dong Hai City. Dong Hai. Yes. Um, that must be in Korea, I think, is it? Yeah. And it's China, India, Japan, Korea, Malaysia and Thailand taking place there. Senior women's outdoors, so I'm assuming 11 aside there. Mm-hmm. Um, so good luck to all of them. Uh, when's the first game getting underway? Tomorrow, the first of the round robin matches and are they having a final series at all? Uh, one, yes, they're having fifth, sixth third, fourth place games, but no semi-finals or anything. It'll just be uh, where you finish on the table, one versus two, three versus four, five versus six. Good luck to the ladies there. I think that might be quite a tidy little competition. be interesting to see how the Indians go after their tremendous, I thought, pretty good performance at the uh, Olympics. Unlucky. They've just landed today, yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm not sure what the other teams will have in store for us. Exactly whether they've moved into a strict post-Olympics renewal or, you know, they're basically sitting with some of the same teams they were before, you know, Korea, etc. Yeah, but there'll be some... Japan and China. There's definitely some new coaches uh, involved there across the board. Excellent. Yeah. Found what you need. Found what I need. Some of this uh, reporting on the scores is absolutely terrible oh. um, in... Fairness. Uh, semi-finalists for the Africa Cup for Club Champions. This was on the 30th. We saw Kada Stars versus Eastern Company uh, in the men and in the women's. Sorry, no, this is not semi-finals at all. This is the bronze medal matches. Kada Stars versus Eastern Company in the men and Plateau Queens versus Ghana Prisons. In the women's and the gold medal matches, the GRA, Ghana Revenue Authority, played off against the Delta Queens. And in the men's competition, it was an all-Egyptian affair, Zamalak versus Tyrat. Now, I'm pretty sure, John, that (laughs) Tyrat were the winners in the men's comp and GRA were the winners in the women's comp. But Phil again the for a moment. The tax man came second. Because of the three well, tax, la- ladies. Tax, tax ladies. Tax ladies. Oh, okay. Yep, I've got you. Oh, well done. I'm just well done. Congratulations to those teams. Some things coming up you'll be interested in, I know, Matt. Yeah. You know, Indoor Juniors Championship 2, that's for men. Uh, that's on the 10th of December. It's due to start. The 13th is Test Matches USA and Canada uh, Senior Men's Outdoor uh, there's four matches going on starting on the 13th to the 19th in California. We've got to get to that California tournament, don't we? Got to get there. Uh, and yeah, then, not, I know, not, I not that, no, not that one. That's a junior tournament. I know, I know, we're no, not going to. Sh- we'll, no, we're Cal Cup. Cup we want yeah, to get that's to exactly yes, right. Yes, we don't yes, want to yes. go to that one. No, just 
Jeez. Just to clarify that. You'd have to really lay on the hair dye, wouldn't you, trying to get into that time? <laughs> um, I know this is an event you're eagerly awaiting, the Hero Asians Champions Trophy taking place in Dakar in Bangladesh. It gets underway on the 14th of December and it will be competing teams, Bangladesh, India, Japan, Korea, Malaysia and Pakistan. So um be interesting to see how seriously India take that tournament because they don't want to hurt themselves in case of uh, the Asians, Asian game. Asian it's an Olymp- Olympic qualifying route, you know? This uh, one? Yeah. For no, it's not. Not the or, Champions uh, Trophy. Oh, no, it's not. No. no. I was thinking Commonwealth Cup. Games that's later on. It's uh, not next no, year. No. Yeah. Commonwealth Games, is it? No, no, not the Commonwealth Games, but it's on a, 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 it's a close time. That's, a, okay. that's why India Asian, pulled out. Asian Cup. Remember? That's uh, the Asian Cup, though. Yes. Yeah. Next year. No, they can't be too careful. Why? They just don't want to hurt their players now in the lead up to the Asian Cup. It's we'll a Bob Olympic qualifier. Wrap them up in cotton wool. Oh, I think so. Um, the, yeah, confirmed, John. The men's gold medal match was a 7-2 win for Tyrat over Zamalek at the African. Okay. Cl- you seem very... Cup um, for club champions. You seemed uh, a bit worried about having to get that right. It's important. As opposed to a lot of other things that happen on this show. Well, no, but I think it's, I, I like the, the premise of the competition, um, and yes. fully supportive. And we had, um, Amadez, mm-hmm. who was playing last, was it last time? Yeah. Two years two ago years when, ago. It, when, it, when, it, when it was on. Free COVID. And to confirm, GRA were indeed 3-0 winners over Dow to Queens in the women's competition. That was Excellent. a Ghana versus a Nigerian side. The, um, Indoor juniors for men in Europe will get underway on the 17th of December. That's the number one grade. Uh, Euro Hockey Junior Championship 1 for women is on the 17th. Some more juniors uh, for the women under 21 Division 2. And then some test matches rounding out uh, the rest of the month. Ireland and Scotland men are playing some senior indoor games, getting underway on the 28th and 29th in uh, Antrim, the Northern Irish Republic, I take it. Yep. And uh, also some senior women's games, are go- indoor games will be going on at the same time between Ireland and Scotland. And then we have to kick through till January next year. Something else. <laughs> yes, more pro league jump. Will there be? Because the excitement level's just building. It's going through the roof, really, isn't it? Well, that's it. We've got a break now. That's it. We can all just calm, out, calm ourselves down a little bit. You are listening to the Reverse Dick, the Global Hockey Podcast. What's on your list, mate? Uh, umpire confirmations for men's and, world, men's and women's World Cups. Yep. I thought it'd make a nice piece if we just went through the whole list of every single player and um, umpire and, and country. Okay. Should we do that? No, let's not oh, do that. Don't. Congrats if you've been selected. What do you and... say, well done, Tammy. Well done, Tammy. There we go. But that's, yeah. That's a and everybody person. else and that's everybody been else. selected. Yeah. Good luck. Enjoy it. You're pretty good. I mean, boy, it's a very important part of our game, John. Of course, I had the pleasure of having you umpire me on the same field on Wednesday well, night I, in, I, in a full-sided, 11-a-sided game. I, a proper game of call. hockey. I have had a phone call from the FIA. Have you? I, oh, I thought it might have been. Uh, yeah, is there any chance that you could give him a red card and send him from the game and uh, then we've got a chance because he signed up for the code of conduct Never. to actually force him out of hockey? 
never in your life have you ever said, oh, yeah, I should have been sent off for that. <laughs> never in your life have you said that. But those words came out of your mouth. Well, one of, one, of, the, one of their more talented players was um, about to <laughs> penetrate the top of the D. Um, and I knew that he was far more skillful than I was and could have gone left or right of me. So I made him put myself into a position where the only way that he could go was right through me. Um, and then he apologised. You gave the short corner. Yeah. And he apologised. And I, and I was just laughing because he said, oh, you know, that was a bit of six of one, half a dozen of the other. And I go, it wasn't. It was, no, no, it was no. 100% on purpose. <laughs> and I could see it coming. You just couldn't get your foot outside the D. No, no, no. no. Absolutely blatant and should have. Should have no, uh, no, it wasn't, had a rest. It, it wasn't blatant. I'm telling you, it was blatant. Well, no, but you just you may, sort of it stood might not there. have appeared blatant. No, that's you. right. You yeah. played it very well. I knew what you were trying to do, but you didn't actually. You know, you you didn't move to impede him as such. You just made him run right. at you yeah, to run through me. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. It was. Yeah. I thought about the body position. You know, that's and you can right. find out more in some of my mentoring courses on hockey body position. Yes, that's coming up soon Is on it? the website and the app. Um, that, that we've got a nap. That we've got, yeah, we've got does it have a little circle that goes around in the middle? Yeah, it does, and we've got a, uh, 16 reviews and 2.9 star rating. Oh, no, that's not. No, that's, a, that's, that's another app somewhere. Uh, we'll forget that app. Um, keep going, because I want to do this in a little separate section, because of the world ranking thing. So okay. keep going with your stuff. Well, I, I, all right, I've, I've just written at the top, this is something very sage for us all to remember. Yeah. It is the new slogan of hockey. Hockey. Kick it to me? No. Hang on, hang on, we'll get there as well. Hockey, be patient. Be patient, folks. It'll all happen in the fullness of time. Be patient, grasshopper. Be, be patient. Uh, yeah, so there was, all right, let's do social media. Fail of the week. Uh, this uh, was tweeted by the reverse stick um, and also Hockey World News. Um, do pick up a copy at your local newsstand. Sale or go on, retweeted go, go, it. Pass retweeted Jay didn't. He just pinched my photograph and tweeted it himself. He took the photograph from the, excuse me, he took the photograph from the uh, the WhatsApp group and uh, just put it up there. Mm. That's all right. I don't, I don't mind. I don't. Like we talk about things on his uh, from his. Is there a breakaway within the erstwhile publication <laughs> the on here? Is. So no, that's fine. Um, yeah, I tweeted seriously, and so this was a watch hockey. Notification, just like the one received early on in the show. Um, Germany 2, Spain 2, end of quarter 4. I'd have probably liked to have seen the E on end of quarter 4 capitalised, but yeah, that's, that's fine. The start of a sentence, you mean? It's a kind of a subheading. Thing. Both teams play an outstanding match. Spain kicked an amazing goal. Two minutes to the end of the match. Germany scored through a dot, 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 you know, read on, um, to... Spain kicked an amazing goal. Now that's that's entirely plausible within the rules. I don't. I see. I, no, I question: Has there been rules. a rule change? Because there's been an update recently on some directions. I, 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 maybe. I, I think we could boast the test first-hand knowledge of balls ending up going over the goal line, not having hit a stick, mm-hmm. uh, and having struck feet. It is entirely possible. Yeah. That it did happen and it just didn't get picked up. It's right though, isn't it? If you're a goalkeeper and you're padded up, you're allowed to run to the opposition D, and, and, you're, and, and you've still got the same privileges in both yeah, yeah, yeah. in both things. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm sure of that. No, in all four in all four quarters. Four four quarters. Well, remember it's 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 two ninety degree things. 
They're not days, remember. No, that's right. No, they're not. No. They're four quarters. Yes, they are four quarters of a circle. Of a circle. Of an old, yeah. old shape sort of um, circle. But yeah, I don't know whether there was, you know, some kind of sarcasm in this. Both teams play an outstanding match. And that's a, that didn't sound very sarcastic at all. <laughs> no, that's not sarcastic. Spain kicked an amazing goal. Do you read, read yeah, just get it right. Just get it right. It just annoys me. And I've got this gripe with watch.hockey at the moment. Um, that there was, it's not working here. There was another tweet that, that I also put out. This was a bit more lengthy. Two interviews and one recap cut short by three ad runs on the FIH Hockey app all within two minutes of opening up to stream a game. think it's called watch.adverts or something like that. How do you expect to keep even the hockey ultras engaged? Not surprised with this. And then I put the screenshot of the Apple app review, which is, yeah, 2.1 out of 5 uh, with 16 ratings. Do we have on an there. Apple? No, we don't, John. We don't? No. Okay. Uh, I'm just we've, wondering. Probably, we've probably got about the same number of reviews <laughs> on we? Apple Podcasts. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right. But a significantly higher rating than 2.1. Okay. Um, oh, that's good. But then I followed up with a tweet a little bit later. All good now. Just booked an eco retreat in Adisha and match vision uninterrupted for 10 minutes. <laughs> Next tweet. And then post-game interviews destroyed by another trifecta of ads. It's exasperating. Weren't you saying every time your battery alert comes off, so, yeah, you yeah, get yeah, another yeah. play? Well, that's it. Oh, that that, so um, the game's playing in the background. Uh, you, the, you have 20% battery warning pop, pops up on the screen. You click OK to go into low whatever settings mode. It disappears, and then an advert runs. So you, you've then got to wait for that 15 or 30-second ad to, to play through to then be re-engaged with the game again. Honestly, like... They went on two occasions. Went to speak to the coaches at the sides, and, and they go, and, and then the advert would run, or we'd get three adverts back to back. Well, let's let's try it now, John. I've got the roadcaster. Let's turn up the Bluetooth on there. Um, phones open now. Let's put the sound up on it. We've got Spain versus Belgium happening we'll happening right now. Wizardry from the reverse. Now this, you? I could be made to look absolutely stupid here, John. But we'll go through exactly what's happening. Click on the app to open up. Now, am I going to have a step by step? Am by. I going to have an issue with a an address on here? Because here's the other thing: unique users. I've got three different accounts now from three different email addresses because I haven't been able. It doesn't save the the login properly, and so well, you're doing your bit just, for hockey by adding users, aren't you? Well, that's it. Yeah, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's good for the metrics. So what have I got here? I've just got the watch hockey. Screen just up sitting there, powered by Nagra Kadowski. So you're lucky. I can't even get that. I get the spinning circle so every time. Have we got a timer on this? Um, or do I need to press something? It doesn't say press anything, but I'm going to touch the screen. No. Nope. No, nothing. Nothing there. We've got full bars on the local Wi-Fi here. It says watch hockey, though. Watch hockey. I'm not well, I'm watching the screen, which says watch hockey on it at the moment. What's the bottom? That's where it says powered by Nagra. Gadowski. Still nothing. I think they need to put the hamster right, back that, on the wheel. Let's just turn it onto the side. Just and this is on a on an iPhone. All right, it's an old iPhone. I did. I tried to put the app onto my youngest's like iPhone two. I'm sorry, not iPhone two, but iPad two, like a really old one, and it won't accept that technology on there. Hey, I can honestly we're, say we're still here, John. For once, I'm more technologically advanced with these things than you because I've got a brand new phone. Yes. And and it, 
You've it's got Android, and you've got an Android. Android, yeah. all up to date with the like, blah, 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 and it should work perfectly. So you go to the Play Store, you've, yeah. you've downloaded yeah, it. Yeah, done all that, and you know what I get? Circle of Doom. Right. I'm still looking... I get the Circle of Doom on here as well, on the PC as well. I just cannot get it to play a game. Now, the screen's gone dark because he's got bored of, bored of waiting. Uh, there's absolutely... I'm trying to scroll up, but down, right. Okay, so John, I'm going to close this down. Yeah. And close it down, and we're going to go again. Give it okay. a second. So I'm going to click watch yeah, hockey. This and I'm not taking. Oh, here we go. Oh, and now, hey, now we've we've got a black screen, but at least we've got home and and Why matches and stuff at the bottom. Just to check that everything okay. I've said and moaned about is actually true. Okay. There's the first experience of trying to get it on there. It didn't load properly. Live and upcoming. The little uh, yeah. picture box is just. Populated there, and we've got Belgium versus Spain. I'm going to press that once. We've got the spinny wheel and a play button on screen. Now we've got the graphic that's come up of the game behind. We've got we've got the white boxes opening up with the match updates. It says live first quarter seven minutes, one nil to Spain. One nil to Spain, and so we're going to press the white play triangle in the top half of the screen. I've pressed it once, and it goes around a little. The Metronet Thornley Coburn link is coming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. advert. That's a f- yeah, 15, I, I, I get that. Fifteen second advert. That's what advert. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a local, a local one. State government. Oh, straight, straight into game. Just one advert on that. Brilliant. Spin the screen around. Okay, that's fine. Now, oh, now I've just scrolled down, John, to see if I've got any notifications. Just check the date. I'm going to scroll back up again. Oh. So the game hasn't continued playing in the background. The timer's no. updating at the bottom, but I've got to press play. little play triangle again on there. I've pressed that. It's populating something. Ah, cha-ching! 15-second advert. Where are you going on this holiday? This eco, eco-retreat. Oh, in BBI. In Orissa, Odisha. Oh, it looks nice. India's best-kept secret. And we're back on back onto the action. Oh. There we go. So any kind of disruption at all makes you reset to play again. That's it. And you're forced into watching the video. There's no way to to get around that at all. I haven't enjoyed it. I'm going to pause this game. I haven't enjoyed it as an experience. It's, you know, I use a lot of apps, John. I'd like to say I'm pretty proficient in app use. You are. Um, and... I don't think it helps hockey. I don't. I mean, look, you've got to be an ultra to be interested in getting this app in the first place. And I just the accessibility of us watching these games is absolutely ridiculous. Just put it like, why are you hiding it behind there? Just chuck it on your YouTube page as well. Chuck it on your Facebook page as well. Let people see it everywhere. Otherwise, you're just limiting yourself to this tiny little group that we've got of the hockey family. It's it's rubbish. Anyway, oh. that's my view. Oh, so might pop up in a future hockey paper. <laughs> <laughs> you are listening to the Reverse Stick, the self-build global hockey podcast. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I can't say you're self-build because you didn't. You, that's the name your mum and dad gave you, isn't it? It wouldn't have, no, but we're the builders, though. We've discussed that, haven't we? We're the builders. We're a bit cheeky the way that we've, you know. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. 
pun on the... Uh, yeah. Uh, Matt the Builder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, we mentioned world rankings because this week we had some more correspondence, Matt. Two in two weeks. What's going on? All right, I'm interested to hear. Uh, we had an email from Gunnar Hess. I, I don't know Gunnar. I don't know what he does or where he comes from. I'm assuming it's Germany because it's... Well, no, don't give away his email address, no, I but I think that's a uh, German yeah, domain. German, yeah. yeah. Maybe not. Uh, and he sent us an email. Dear Matt. Sorry, oh, let me get this right. Dear John. Dear Matt. I get a capital D on Dear John. That's why. Yeah, I'm, I'm his favourite. He's obviously a long-time long listener. Some time ago, you discussed the FIH world ranking system on your show. Yeah, we did. Probably not terribly accurately, but we definitely did. In the file linked below, you'll find my detailed analysis of the ranking algorithm discussing a few weak points from a mathematical point of view. Most significantly, the new algorithm's Great Britain formula provides an unfair advantage to the British home nations. Also, the algorithm has a few inconsistencies in the way it considers draws and shootout results and in the structure of the importance factors. I thought this could be an interesting topic for the reverse stick. Best regards, Gunnar Hess. Now, for, now firstly, thank you, Gunnar. And Absolutely. Let, let, let that be a warning to all of you listeners out there that occasionally you do have to do some homework. If you're getting this for free, <laughs> we expect something back in return. And boy, oh boy, Did this, we is, get it? this is a weighty document. It is, uh, and... The and word so, that oh, so has put into it. So perf- perfectly put together. He is... Um, I think it's fair to say that Gunnar was uh, at school the day that they learnt about counting, wasn't he, Matt? Because this is like serious counting. Uh, he's done a, he's done a fabulous job, and and it's a pity that FIH is paying more attention to numeracy because I mean, you and I grew up having to count to eleven. They only have to count to five now. Yeah, well, no, they can count to twenty not twenty eighteen, not beyond. You know, they can't twenty nineteen, twenty twenty. 2021. But anyway, look, Gunnar has done a fantastic job of coming up with what he perceives from a mathematical point of view as to be um, some inconsistencies with the whole system. Now, where, and where, I must admit, having read what he's, what he's put there, I think he's got a lot of fine points to make. We're not going to read the whole thing out because, as you're about to find out, it's rather lengthy. Well, now, so, but, we, but we'd be happy to share this document with oh, anybody yeah, yeah, yeah. that wants to get I've, hold of I've the... Had a, um, I, I actually sent got an email back asking him uh, if, if he minded if we shared it and he said no go for your life it's I, I want to get my work out there so if you do want to dig deeper into what we're about to go through now um, send us a message email us john at the reverse net, matt at the reverse net, or on the social medias reverse stick dot oh, oh, no no shush stop that's where you stop that's where you stop all at the reverse stick twitter facebook and Instagram or direct message if you are one of our fine Patreon subscribers. Yeah. Thank you for your continued support. Patreon.com forward slash the reverse step. Okay, the original document that was released to the hockey world um, explaining this system is called FIH World Ranking System and Explanation. And it's a 10 page document, Matt. Uh, it's got a lovely cover. It's a PowerPoint presentation. It's not a document as such. Okay, it's a, it's a a printed out PowerPoint presentation. Well, it is a document once you print it on, yeah, on the paper. It is now. Yeah, that's uh, It goes through why we need a new match 
uh, match world ranking system, about the old one and how it's developed and over the years, blah, blah. Of the 10 pages in the, uh, in the document, there are essentially two pages that explain the algorithm and the model itself. There's a couple of pages of example. There's one page of example and a page of points to note. That's, uh, yeah. So they don't go into it a lot. In fact, let me just take the, point, the first point under the model explained. Based on the ELO rating system, which is used as the basis of many other sports ranking systems. That's all they say about the ELO system. Now, Guna has provided a 24-page document in what I would call uh, scientific paper font. So, and, sorry, this, uh, has got, this has got nothing to do with electric light orchestra. No. No, I'm just, right, okay, that's where I, sorry, I've been, I think that's my homework this week. ELO. Yeah, I've just been watching loads of ELO videos oh, on YouTube. I've, no, yeah, it's a, it's it's a system. Ready. Sorry, so I'm not going to be able to contribute too much, no, no. but, you know. I'll, I'll, we'll go through the introduction and, and the, the finding, what his summary is, and just mention a couple of things along the way about, because it's a fantastic document, and if you are interested, get in touch, because I'm sure you'll enjoy it. Now, the introduction, the purpose of this analysis is to point out weaknesses and mathematical errors in the new ELO-based FIH world ranking system. I will show how the new FIH algorithm differs from the original ELO rating and what the consequences of these differences are. I will discuss the following points of concern. Number one, the Great Britain formula. Two is the calculation of shootout results. Three, the calculation of drawn matches. And four, the importance factor for lower divisions of continental championships. I'll propose amendments that address these issues. For comparison, I'll also give a brief overview of the, how the original ELO rating works and the ELO-based ranking systems used in football, rugby and volleyball. Mm-hmm. Heaps of case studies that he's put into here and explanations of how all these algorithms work. And if, if, if you spend a little time and have patience, Matt, you can figure it out, work out what's going on. It's not as daunting as it may look. Okay, but so... Um, Eldorado? Oh, look, there's graphs, there's all sorts of... Don't you love a good formula? So we'll just go to his conclusion so you get an idea of, of what he's talking about. And I'm not going to argue with the mathematics because someone who's going to the length and breadth of doing this sort of stuff um, and is prepared to put it out there is usually pretty short of themselves <laughs> about how correct it is. <laughs> I'll leave it up to someone else who was at counting on that day at school to figure out whether it's right or wrong. But you were also very smart not to attribute it to yourself because it could have been something just planted there by the FIH to make you look stupid. Uh, yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm not sure whether the FIH have read this. Now, the summary. It goes through all of the points that he made before and explains how he feels about them. But this is the summary. The FIH ranking system differs in some aspects from the original ELO rating. The use of a linear function provides protection for lower-ranked teams at rating differences greater than 1,000 points. The introduction of an importance factor reflects the prestige of the competition and seems a reasonable choice. In the case of the points I have described as weaknesses, however, it is difficult to see the rationale. Calculating, this is point one, calculating Great Britain's rating as an average contradicts the natural assumption of Great Britain being at least as strong as the strongest of the British home nations. The formula systematically underrates Great Britain and provides an unfair advantage to the home nations. So the advantage isn't to Great Britain, it goes the other way around. I'd always thought that somehow or other the advantage would be Great Britain's, but it's not. The calculation of shootout results contradicts the general perception... What was that one? That was your phone. 
a message, finally unprofessional, I have to start that again. The calculation of shootout results contradicts the general perception of a shootout win as an inferior performance compared with a normal win and does not follow the idea of measuring a result against the expectation. It also fails in an extreme but possible scenario of a prolonged series of shootout results. So what he's getting back there yeah, about there is that um, even though you, you only get two points on game day for a shootout victory mm. and you get three on a match day, so there's a perception that the be, the the shoot the, the win the clean win in no yeah. no extra is is a better result and a better victory than but that's not reflected in the outcome. Ah, well, no, but you no you would think that would be the case, and but because you get yeah. three points and not two points, yeah, but it's not reflected in the algorithm. And I was I read back and, and read that section about because it, it conf- and I think he's got a good point with that one when you read the way he's gone about his calculations. Um, next point: the discontinuity discontinuity in the calculation of draws is an anomaly that cannot be justified. It might provide an incentive to avoid certain opponents. Uh, next point: the reduced points exchange for draws is a disadvantage for the lower ranked team that becomes more significant with greater rating differences. There could be an incentive for teams to avoid matches against teams ranked at 500 to 1,000 points higher. Lower divisions of continental championships having equal or lower importance than invitational or test events contradicts the general approach of giving higher higher importance to official competitions. In an ELO-based system, it is not necessary to have a hierarchy of importance in a divisional structure of competitions. And what he's talking about there is um, if... Uh, a promotion relegation. No, no. If, if, if um, say, Belgium play, uh, Belgium play Netherlands in a friendly or a test match, that has more importance than, say... Um, Chile versus o- Ecuador. Austria, Austria playing in a Euro championship. Right, Even against one of those two. Well, the idea that the, the competition should be given rank a rating. So if, if you're playing in a championship, Euro championship, major continental championship, winning should have the same, have have more value than just winning a test match, regardless of who the people play. But so should have the same value and not have the weighting well, of, it, of importance? Well, shouldn't, shouldn't have a... a, a should have a higher rating than just a test match because that's just a test match. It's not a continental mm. qualifier or something like yeah, that yeah, yeah. that has a higher, bigger purpose. And but isn't that built in though? Isn't that something he no, said was good, was good was good about the system though? No, no. What he's saying is that's not happening. Right. That that was more um, importance yeah. factor was a reason. So having that importance factor is a good idea, but the way it's being implemented right, is, okay. is not good. Okay. Now we're getting to the bit that I know a lot of our fans in in the greater British Isles would love are really going to love in particular the use of the Great Britain formula is highly problematic because it provides an unfair advantage but also the other points cause inconsistencies and potentially unintended incentives I therefore recommend the following amendments to be made use the improved algorithm shown in section 7 or the vast majority of won and lost matches, this will not change the points calculation at all, but for draws and shootouts, it provides improved consistency. Point two, give Great Britain an independent rating. And point three, give all divisions of continental championship the same importance factor 
or a minimum factor of three for the lower divisions. So that's the upshot of his conclusions from a very so how would, how, look how, at how this how, how would works. give how would giving GB an independent rating? What would that look like then? So you would see Scotland, Wales, um, what's the other one? England and um, Great Britain all have a spot in the world rankings. Yeah, essentially they have an independent ranking. Now he spent quite some time explaining all this with numerous. Look at all that. This is all about Great Britain. Sec- section 7. Tables, Great Britain formula. Since the Great Britain teams are a selection of the best players from the home nations, England, Scotland and Wales, the obvious assumption is that the Great Britain teams are at least as strong as and potentially stronger than any of the home nations teams. Not having their own ranking there has therefore always been a disadvantage for Great Britain when they relied on England's ranking for qualification and seeding purposes. With the continued use of the Great Britain formula, this problem remains unresolved. In the new system, another problem arises. The Great Britain pre-match rating is now calculated as a weighted average of the home nation's ratings, taking into account the number of players from each nation. Yeah, it's just complicated. Isn't it? it is. It gets under the assumption that Great Britain are at least as strong as the strongest of the home nations. Using an average means systematically underrating Great Britain in the points calculation. In the logic of an ELO-based ranking system, where a team's rating will gradually approach a value that equates to the team's strength, Great Britain will systematically win points until the weighted averages increase to that level. Because the Great Britain points gains are distributed to the home nations, this will inevitably also increase the home nations' ratings to a level above their strength. And there's a figure two which shows a lovely graph explaining how that works. The resulting home nations rating can be calculated from the value that the Great Britain rating will approach and which will then be weighted average, uh, be the weighted average of the increased home nations ratings. And there's a whole set of tables and statistics and formulas that back up what he's talking about. And it's a very interesting paper if you like getting your head around all this sort of stuff and understanding it a bit better. Even if you want, if it's a bit too over your head, too much for you, even just to get a basic idea of how the actual system works, it's pretty good. It's much better than the model explained on page 7 of the uh, the FIH document because mm-hmm. that doesn't really explain much at all. This lays it out for you. So well, if I'm you sure want a copy, rep- let me know. I'm sure a report this in-depth would have been produced by the FIH originally, and this is just the showpiece that you know, you've know you got to deliver to the the people that don't care. Oh, well, having read this, I'd like to see what what was the recommendation to the, to the FIH and how it... And Gunnar obviously knows what he's talking about as far as how these things work. We don't. So it'd be interesting to compare what he's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, as you said, if you if you're into it and you you want to read more, then drop us a line and we'll we'll get a copy of it. Um, but it's probably time for us to go and catch up with Scott. You rarely do any live stream. So, I mean, there's there is actually a whole lot. That's a much deeper question than what uh, it sounds like. Yeah. Um, because there's a particular Tasmanian experience, and you'd find that there's a particular WA experience. Um, when you start these conversations. Um, and so very quickly, um, like I, I, I believe personally that hockey has to be doing this stuff 
I, I think it's non-negotiable. I think um, every um, every board from Hockey Australia and the member associations and everyone has to accept that this is a non-negotiable thing and it has to be done. And it should be done now. And if not now, then tomorrow. Um, and that was my position. And I was prepared to put my hand up and put my own resources towards making it happen in Tasmania. The fight we always had is um, the fear of live streaming pushing away people through the gate um, and um, making sure that it's fair and equitable for all the clubs who are involved. We've got six clubs who have been involved in that um, live stream conversation every week um, and men's and women. And, of course, I wanted to push full equality and make sure that it was fair and even. Um, now, those are... I'm talking about conversations that we were having five or six years ago trying to start this stuff and even longer um, further back, and we've certainly gone a long way now. And we have started live streaming, or more. Um, we've certainly live streamed some finals and that, but um, it's always a battle between trying to make sure that it gets done fairly in good quality um, and is accessible um, compared to trying to actually afford it and get the resources and people involved to actually make sure it gets done. And those are completely separate and different questions, Um, but they tie into each other, so you can't have one without the other. Um, But, uh, yeah, from from my perspective, it has to be done, Um, and I think hockey has to be basically broadcast as good as possible to as many people as possible in an accessible fashion. Um, and that is live streaming. But if not live streaming, you need to at least be putting um, decent highlight packages together um, in order just to make sure that you've got some kind of coverage. And we, we even if even though we haven't done a whole lot of live streams out of Tasmania, um, what we have done is use the footage that we've collected to push on to um, our journalists and news programs and had our um, had our sport um, basically every week the best goals and stuff played to um, a statewide audience across our um, news I'd also, on TV. Uh, yeah I'd also say probably over certainly what I've observed over the past five or so years you're probably getting more uh, column inches in the local uh, Tasmanian paper than yeah. Probably most other states, pound for pound, it's you know there's oh, you know it, it's, it's improved in the West here in the West Australian newspaper recently. Um, but you've got it's Adam Clifford that writes writes there. Uh, he, he's one of them. Um, we do, of course, have um, a couple of uh, regional papers that do regular hockey and yeah. some um, regular lower grade hockey stuff as well, which is fantastic. Um, so we're very lucky in that we get. Um, Amazing coverage of our sport actually across all of our media partners in any format. Now, how much is that generated by you out of the office? Almost zero. Right. Um, because, like, the the job that I had to do was to try and um, maintain the relationships that already existed and just make it easier for people to write those stories. For the newspapers, though, um, we've got... Um, pretty much all the sports journalists, including Adam um, in Hobart, who um, is obviously he, he's been involved with hockey himself, and is a um, he's now a hockey one board member. So oh, he, he's he, a he, hockey person. He did actually stop following us on Twitter at a very early stage. <laughs> 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, yeah, so it, it is a little bit easier having a hockey person as um, working as a, a journalist. He does it uh, yeah. freelance or part yeah, time, yeah, yeah. but makes it very easy. But of course, the newspaper's been very um, receptive to those, and we've had multiple, we get multiple stories every week in season. Um, there's probably not so many out of season, but certainly within season, especially Hockey One, um, we are able to generate um, quite a fair bit of coverage in our local newspapers. Would your general sports fan in Tasmania have a feeling that Tasmania is, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, no, Tas- Tasmania is a hockey state. It's one of the significant sports in the state. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, that's tough to quantify because I'm inside the sport and have been for my entire life. Yeah. Um, we do, with the feedback we get from um, random people and from government is certainly that the last four or five years the sport has become far more visible um, than what it was. They're certainly aware of it um, and that means that we're in a good position to get um, more money from grants um, and things like that from government. Um, and our conversations now with um, government are uh, superb. Um, as it is with our sponsors and partners as well. So um, in terms of visibility, the sport has certainly um, improved um, to be able to have those conversations. But also, like, we've got the Australian captain um, as part of the men's yeah. setup, which gives us a huge boost because whenever Eddie's in town, I think just about every Tasmanian knows Eddie Ockenden and um, probably knows Josh Belts now too, Um and uh, most of them would have known them before the Olympics, but certainly now after the Olympics, they'd be almost household names um, within Tasmania. So we do have a few advantages. Being a small state, having some really high-quality um, players that are succeeding at such a high level, and Tasma- uh, the Tigers um, and our former women's team, the Van Diemen's, who are also now the Tassie Tigers themselves, um, have been one of the few actual Tasmanian state teams involved in... Um, national, national yeah, yeah. Um, competitions. Um, so I think basketball's coming up now. With um, they've got a men's team that's going to play in the top um, basketball league in Australia. The, jump, jump, the, the jumping jacks, Jack jumpers, Jack jumpers. That's, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's wrong. Whoever, whoever it's they so are, wrong. they managed to get a whole lot of money, even though <laughs> they've got uh, probably less impact than hockey does. But um, we're not uh, we're not bitter about anything like no, that. No, no. You blokes are the Tigers. <laughs> You're the Tigers, much better. That's it. So you just so, yeah, certainly some advantages. Not having to compete with an AFL team is obviously um, a huge advantage for hockey too on the national level. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Josh Bouts uh, being a household name in Tasmania. I'd say probably globally after being a co-host with John on Totally Pro League. Oh, was yes. that what shot him to start him? <laughs> well, it was about well, the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's when people first recognised his name. <laughs> Town crier came out, rang the bell. Something else you do well there, and you've just mentioned sponsors. Um, I think you give, on, certainly on the broadcast, uh, the replays and stuff, really good prominence for financial commercial sponsors. And I know but on a personal level at our club, we're just terrible for it. And I see it across clubs, you know. I just don't think we do enough to recognise the sponsors. So credit to you on, on that. Thanks. I think, I think, again, it kind of goes back to 
in, in hockey specifically, and this has been the Tasmanian experience forever, and I assume that it's replicated across basically every other hockey jurisdiction in Australia in that the clubs will look to the association to do that work and the association will look back to the clubs to do that work and what happens is it doesn't get done at all. Yeah. <laughs> and you need someone to break that cycle, um, which is kind of why I was so... Um, well, why I insisted that we get all the club sponsors the, um, the highest um, resolution images of their logos and stuff like that and put it on the highlights at least um, and have that consistent just so... Um, you can then turn around and show that back to sponsors and say this is kind of what we this is kind of what we're starting to do and yeah, um, crucial. Know, start yeah. seeing that. Um, but I think it has to someone has to start it and it doesn't matter whether it's the association or the club. Um, but what I would say is that clubs are actually in the best position to start that conversation um, and insist on it and say, look, we've got club sponsors. Um, we want them featured prominently on anything that you do, um, and then try and insist on getting it done. I think the other thing about Clubland is um, going back to the live streaming and, um, you know, highlights and things like that is clubs are in a position to just do it themselves. Um, and I think that's the kind of the strongest position that they can be in. Because you're talking about clubs being competitive against each other. Yeah. And if one club starts doing, you know, um, it, it would be really easy for a club to find someone to pick up a camera and do a weekly interview with a player or an mm-hmm. administrator or whatever or yeah, a, yeah. someone from the history of the club, a life member, um, and to snowball that into other things that presents opportunities for sponsors or for the sport um, or for their clubs specifically. And as I guarantee as soon as one club starts doing that, the other clubs will start looking at them and go, oh, maybe we should be doing something like that too and do it better. Um, and then that puts pressure on the association to try and um, match that. Um, See, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in the association level now. I'm kind of outside of that club, so I'm kind of looking at things in the opposite direction and seeing what we can do um, to help clubs in that space. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott, on this particular, uh, what you're just talking about there, that I, I would argue that hockey's got to be a bit smarter than letting everybody go and do their own thing in that sense. I can see that scenario playing out as you've described it, but we would be far better... Um, understanding why we're streaming and who we're streaming to and pull our resources some way. Now, the idea of your, what you're talking about there about the sponsorship and, is uh, you know, trying to get clubs a bit more um, open to ideas that are, are not just about themselves. And um, if, if we can pull our resources better, we can get more out of the resources we have and reach out beyond the audience that we currently have. Absolutely. Like it's, it's, um, again, it's, it's one of those things where everyone's going to be different, but someone has to just start. And as soon yeah. as someone starts, you'll see other people start to either jump on board or, or build on it. Um, well, from our perspective, from our perspective, like I started doing it, um, as not a employee of the association. I was just an onlooker from outside, um, wanting to start that conversation. And that's what we started six years ago um, to develop our coverage down here. And it was very basic. And in some regards, it is quite basic. It's very simple still, but it gets the job done for kind of what we want to do. Um, But I I wasn't necessarily someone doing it from a club perspective or from an administrative um, perspective. Um, And I think (laughs) it's, it's not fair and it's not necessarily the right way to do it, but 
Um, if you can just find someone who jumps in and starts, um, I, I think just getting the ball rolling is probably the biggest challenge for hockey um, because at the moment there's a whole lot of people at every level who um, are probably more happy not to have to do um, anything than get their hands dirty and, and yeah, yeah. That, that's it. It's all, it's all in those numbers. But a couple of observations on what you've just said there. The one, the one about a club starting it and then others go, oh, they're doing that. I find that with, there's two clear things with us as a club. One is the fact that we've got tap beer in the club rooms and that seems to be inspired where there's refurbs and stuff happening in a couple of other clubs. It's like, yeah, well, why haven't we got tap beer? The tap beer is yep. good here. And, yep. oh, you can actually have tap beer in a club room despite the fact that local councils in whatever club rooms and whatever for years we're going, well, no, you don't want tap beer because uh, there'll be too much wasted. You've got to clean the lines and people break glasses all the time and blah, blah, blah. And now suddenly yep. tap beer is a very green option. Yeah. Local craft breweries. Yeah. Well, all, but it's also, know, but so, you're also not yeah. putting loads of bottles or, or, or uh, stubbies into trash with it. Because it's, you know, it's recyclable glasses you're using every time to, to serve it. And the other one for us is a club song. And before me and my mate, uh, old mate, um, start, started singing the club song that had been around for many years, and but nobody sang it, no other club, no other club had a club song that they would sing as a victory song after their games. Within, yeah. what would it be, 15 years, John? Oh. Maybe less, maybe 12 years. No, I would say it's half a dozen. Yeah, no, yeah. There's half a dozen maybe to, to, to ten. ten, maybe ten clubs that sing a victory song now in the change rooms afterwards. Um, yeah, I remember the first time I heard another club sing it. We were the only club that would sing a, a, a victory song, we, and we probably did it for three or four years, and then it started to creep in at other places. Just from from exact that thing you said, the, the well, they're doing it. Why don't we do it? Have we got one? Oh, there is one somewhere. Or, oh, we'll, we'll make one up then, shall we? Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. I think, I think that's the key point for anything. Take anything in hockey, any, anything that you think we should be doing or that you'd like to see, and the only barrier to it happening is um, someone starting that conversation. <laughs> and it's, it's weird because hockey is kind of unique because there's not a whole lot of money floating down it all kind of comes from below. There's not huge broadcast deals, not necessarily a... Um, it might be a sport with a huge participation base um, in comparison, but not necessarily huge, um, a huge casual observer base, yep. spectator. Players game. Um, yeah, yeah, but well, what comes from that, well, certainly in my experience, what comes from that is people are reticent to kind of do things because they don't think it's appropriate for hockey, or they don't think it can be done. Um, what you mean, a little a little golf clap, rather yeah, yeah. rather than going, what the hell was that umpire? Yeah, but when you think about it, um, well, when you look around at what other clubs have done really well, and um, who's it? Is it Ride in? Yeah, 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 in New South Wales. Yeah, who's doing amazing stuff with their club? Yeah, I know they're a huge club as well, but they do amazing club stuff. Um, you know, I, I always look at the example that they set as things that clubs don't have to do to that level. Yeah. But you can pick, you can pick little things that they do well and see if they apply to your own 
Absolutely, um, absolutely. Well, but, but the other the other point is that you don't have to make profit from it. And I know everyone likes to look. Well, does this make money or whatever? You don't want to lose money, but no, does it, yeah, it does it cover cost. Yeah, it does it cover cost. cost oh, exactly, can be good because you're, all you're doing is offering a good experience for people, and it's those little extras. So you know, having a having a club pub or having a um, you know a beer on tap that you can pull after the game um, adds a little to the experience rather than players who finish their game and have to leave the centre or split up afterwards. And even though it might not actually add money to the coffers, it might actually add to the experience that brings in players um, down the track because they know it's a good um, place to be. There's a good atmosphere or a good culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless yeah. you're at Melville, you leave this. <laughs> <laughs> Local rivals, Scott, you might be aware of it. <laughs> No, no. Exactly. Like, I, I, I mentioned it on the show a couple of weeks ago. Like the the club gear available at Mannheimer is just world class. And yeah, if you had that available for your club, wherever your club is in the world, you'd be buying it, and you'd be buying every single piece of it because it's mint. It's a little bit pricier than the crap that your club normally gets that falls apart after a bit, or you know. Uh, doesn't have know, just doesn't have colours fade or doesn't have pockets in your shorts <laughs> or whatever, um, but they've done it right. And so, they, like you say, we, we as, as clubs, we need to look towards who are the leaders in those spaces. So it might be Ride Hunters Hill Panthers in New South Wales on what they're doing with with media. It might be Hockey Tasmania with what they're doing in media. It could be what Mannheimer are doing. It could be what Beast and Hockey Club are doing with taking on streaming their own stuff. You know, it's. Uh, like yep. there are people out there leading the way. Yeah, absolutely, and that's to be honest. I I haven't had a unique creative, a single unique creative thought around hockey in my time. Everything I've done has just been pilfered from <laughs> other <laughs> other people who have come up with ideas, like the um, hockey zone guys in Brisbane. Yeah, oh, I was basically Edison just looking at what they were doing and go, all right, well, I'll just rip off what some of what they're doing and apply it locally and, and take it from there. Like, um, you know, a lot, a lot of it is really basic stuff. You don't need to be thinking of something new. Just steal from everyone else. Yeah, what are you what? talking about the entire history of music there, essentially. It's the same idea. Yeah. Coming, taking bits and pieces from everywhere and coming up with something that's original on you. Uh, what do you think to the uh, Camberwell hockey podcast? I'm not talking about the quality of the pod, or, but as a, as a concept, as a club doing their own podcast. Uh, I like it. I like podcasts are um, cheap and easy. <laughs> so it's, it is a, like you well, know they said that about us as well. <laughs> it's a step up. It's a step up to do video, and then it's a step up again to do edited video, and then if you want to do graphics, it's another step up and. Um, so as a starting point, just to get that conversation going, um, I think it's fantastic um, because it is easy to share um, and easy to make or there's not a real high barrier to entry. Um, so I, I know you guys do an amazing job, but the the key to what you're doing is that you do it regularly, yeah. not necessarily yeah. well. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I know you also, you're also a very high-quality podcast, a very... Everything, but I think the secret to that stuff is to do it regularly um, and not necessarily worry about the um, quality. quality so much. Because what you'll find is people will do it once, 
And then if they don't do it again, that's it. Yeah. But the ones that are successful are the ones that do it regularly. So for our experience, we did um, highlight videos every week, yeah. um, every round, and we just made sure, committed to making sure that happened. And you guys have had success because you've done a podcast um, essentially every week, sometimes two a week <laughs> during World Cup or things like that. But, you know, you've, yeah. you've committed to it, and I'm sure there were times, and I've had times myself where I'm like, oh, you know what? You know, I could definitely just pull the pin and never come back and do it because I'm tired or cranky or whatever. Um, but what's helped is that you push through that thing and get going. And it's the same for clubs. Like, um, start these things, do them simply, do them small, you know, focus on like life members or do like a post game interview stuff, do yeah. a podcast, put it out there and do it regularly and get used to doing it regularly because you will build an audience. Um, and building an audience attracts sponsors and it could just be you know, club-level ones. It doesn't have to be huge, um, but, you know, it's, it's the regular stuff that gets people yeah. um, tuning back in. Well, it's interesting, um, it's interesting because we're, and this could be something for John and I to look at as a, as a wider project here in Perth that could be a paid thing, John, oh. um, is you, you look at our club, there's 650 members at the club. Um, now, there's then a second, well, there's two parents for 250 maybe 200 of those those members, suddenly you, you're getting into the round, uh, grandparent and whatever, and little Johnny gets a mention. You could have a listenership of a 1,000 people a week, potentially, with a with a big enough yep. club. Um, and that's certainly something that could be of value to your local butcher, giving a 10% discount or whatever. And content. Yeah, I'd say our most successful content, um, and I'm, I, I haven't had time to do it um, for this season, and COVID kind of, prevented us from doing it last year too, but the I did midweek interviews, just a couple of minutes with players, um, and just picked a different player every week and just did a midweek video interview and posted it up on Facebook. Yeah. And that was our number one piece of content because it was getting all their teammates wanted to hear what they had to say, all their um, people who play against them wanted to hear what they had to say, but also their extended family, their friends, their co-workers, all of a sudden they can see someone they know in a completely different context and hear what they had to say about something that they're passionate about. And so that content was our most, um, what's the uh, social media metric? That was engagement. Yeah. <laughs> had the highest amount of engagement, you know, which is the stuff that everyone looks at. Um, and so it's great to do high-quality um, uh, highlights and things like that. But the stuff that hockey people tend to get into is that is the personal um, stuff and the interviews. And so I honestly think that any club, um, like just start with your life members or start with your, um, you know, your ones and just do some really simple interviews. Just put up your phone and find a place that's out of the wind and do a quick interview um, and ask them a few personal questions as well. Post it up and I reckon you'd find very quickly um, that people would um, get attracted to that stuff. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot, Scott. Um, should we do a podcast? Yeah, 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 we Maggie, do. <laughs> Maggie, the podcast dog, has just come in and put her head on my lap. That's, 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 that's the alarm. You are listening to the Reverse Stick yeah. Global Hockey Podcast. Um, we done kicking. Done, done kicking. Wo- done world rankings. Oh, what yes. else have done, we done? Done kicking. Right, sorry, yes, yeah, yeah. We've done it. We've, like, we've done most of it. We've still got a couple of things to do, though, John. Um, Innocent Mbabali has been back in touch. The PayPal account is sorted out now. Brilliant. So follow our leads, feeds, or go to Hope Hockey Skills Foundation. Search that out on Twitter 
and on Instagram if you're able to help out financially with the Hope Hockey Skills project that Innocent's got going there in Uganda. But yeah, well done, Champy. Managed to get the PayPal.me account sorted for those. So if you're not in the Netherlands and you'd like to donate and help him out, please uh, search for Hope Hockey Skills and you can get on to that. Uh, you got the umpire uh, confirmation. Um, you've got well, you got the FIH website up there. Anything yeah. of any interest? Um, it was a hockey fives piece that seemed to upset a few over people. Over thirty players from the last Youth Olympic Games are at the Men's Junior World Cup. Over thirty. How many teams are there? Sixteen, isn't 16 it? Sixteen teams. Sixteen Times. players have three hundred and sixty. Uh, <laughs> sixteen. Yeah. Six, what's sixteen? Six. Six. six three hundred. So less than ten percent. Doesn't that just say something about the churn in junior in these junior competitions? Well, we something. When we, was we, the we, last Youth Olympics? Youth Olympics, nah. Beijing, China. No, no, no uh, Buenos Aires. Uh, two, three years ago. Two years ago. I don't, I don't even know what year we just are now. Just before COVID. Yeah, twenty eighteen. and just before COVID, twenty eighteen. So not that long ago. And I can work out how old my daughter is because Nanjing was on. Yeah, so yeah, that's right. 2018. 2018. Okay. So only 30 players have played at the last World Youth Olympics. Out of 256. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of churn in the, in the junior grades and that sort of stuff. Well, so, it, it, no, it, I, that statistic is really, yeah. Well, like, what does I, it mean? What does it really mean? I reposted a page Because everybody, everybody at the last World, last Youth Olympics played hockey fires. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, so that, that's... And doesn't have any bearing upon their their, their <laughs> development because that hockey fives tournament for most of them was just a one off go and do something different. They're still all playing eleven aside hockey. Um, I do, I do, I'm trying to figure out what it actually means though. What does thirty players from the last year's Olympics having played at the you know what does it what does that mean? Well, it got me thinking about stats, and I retweeted some stats from uh, this is on Twitter. Hockey Passion Four Number Four. All you want to know about Junior Men's Hockey World Cup. And it's brilliant. It's a great resource. It's got about 30 different facts on there. And it mentioned, I won't go too in, in, in depth, but it mentioned a certain player and a, and, a, and a feat. And I thought, oh, I don't know that name. So I then dug a little bit further to see, are they still playing hockey? And they would have been about 32, 33 years old now from the 2005 Junior World Cup. Um, and unfortunately, they've passed this, this individual that I, that I looked at. But how many of those players across the board that were involved in the 2005 Junior World Cup are still playing hockey? How many of them went on to, or were already playing for the Kookaburras? For example, this is an Australian situation. Mark Knowles was in that in that team, obviously went on to have an incredible career. But how many players that played with Mark Knowles ever made it into the, in that Junior World Cup side, made it into, into the international side and became some kind of fixture in there. And Numbers that, are going to be l- fairly low, aren't they? And you go country by country. It's and that's part of the problem that it's, our sport has. And not just our sport, there's other sports as well, that when when the pinnacle of your sport is a national team and all the energies of everybody around is all about the national team, it becomes a bit like cricket and uh, in the sense that you can only ever have. There's only one guy ever picked as a goalkeeper, yeah. And only one wicketkeeper, yeah. There's only eleven. In any given time, there's only eleven spots. Well, there's more, obviously, but there's only a given number of spots. And um, a game like soccer, 
those national spot those those national competitions become the cherry on the cake rather than the cake you're trying to eat. You've got to pay the wages. You know, yeah. that's, you've got to pay the pay your bills. Sorry, at club level, where yeah, you know yeah, it's, your, it's your job is. and that's, it's your career. That, that's what you aspire to play for Bayern Munich. So maybe one day you'll get a chance to play for Germany or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, it's, it's a problem for a lot of sports. But you also and, do. But and you, the churn is huge. But you see, in, you see in soccer though, there are under sixteen international World Cups, under seventeen, oh, under yeah. eighteen, under nineteen. You know, all all the way yeah, yeah, the yeah. way through. Um, hockey, we're very much we've got you know sixteen year olds through to yeah, twenty twenty one year olds. That's a huge difference as oh. well. That's a that, that five year gap. And, and especially in Australian soccer, how how often do you see a bloke get signed to an Australian club and it's uh, oh yeah, he played under under twenties for. So and so, oh, that's oh, that sounds really no. There's a reason why that's as far as he got. And, and and here's and here's the thing that we're talking about. And you know, I don't like to use this word elite, but we're talking about the elites of the game yeah. and all this focus on development of the elites of the game. And what are they going to make up of of club members uh, for your club, wherever you are in the world? At best, three percent. If you're lucky, uh, you know, if if yeah, if if you're lucky. Um, you, some you've got a lot of other spots to fill up in there, and you you know you need hockey for all at every single level through your club to have a club. There's clubs around that while they may have had national representatives come and play for them, it's been decades since their last homegrown national player, mm-hmm. and that can happen very easy. It's, it's oh, even, hard, even, you know? even having a, an incredible club and having everything you could ever dream to Astro Turf, the best club rooms. That, yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't always uh, doesn't translate. But but nothing. is is that look? Yes, it's nice. Okay, here's one. Would you rather have um, hypothetical your club's A grade win a uh, let's use Perth as an example, win the the Premier League here and win win on Grand Final day, or and that or have them not even make finals and every other team in your club makes it to a Grand Final. Oh, uh, every other team makes it to a grand final. Oh, every other team makes it. Great, would it? Yeah. yeah. What's well, the What's the better atmosphere going to be post game? Well, back at the club rooms after you know, imagine a Saturday afternoon back at the club rooms, and you've just won a grand final in in your premier grade, and you had a big crowd, and everyone's back celebrating. Or you're back at the club rooms, and everybody that walks through the door. Has got a, is holding a flag of one sort, one one or another. Well, what had happened is you, all, all the teams being in the grand final on the same day, you'd have no support anywhere. That would be the one. Yeah, thing. That would be one thing. But also, um, every, uh, not everybody's guaranteed a win. No, and uh, so you get the glum, but you also get a lot of happiness all thrown together. The more teams that are in a grand final, the better grand final night is. Yeah. If there's only one team in the grand final, yeah. it's a bit, you know what it's like. Season's you go back, over. Season's over for just, most people. Yeah, you, you and the boys sitting around drinking like every other Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I think it's much better for a club when the love gets spread. As good as that feeling is, is when your team does break through and take out that top title. Like we had in Fremantle, it had been a long time since we'd won a... Uh, an A grade title, yeah. And when we did, it was great and fantastic. But I think the club has more vibrancy when 
you've got more teams doing well. Yeah, yeah. Ask, well, ask yourself that question at home, folks. Take a little moment to ponder, stare off into the distance and uh, yeah, come to your own conclusion. You are listening to The Reverse Stick, episode 222. Two, it's a Richie Benno episode. <laughs> 222. Two, 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 two. Brilliant stuff. It's nearly that time of the year again here in Australia. That's a bit of cricket kicks off soon, I think. Yeah, Australia. And kick, oh, did I say kicks off? Yeah, they kick it off. Oh. Yeah, well, you can do that as long as the ball doesn't pitch in line and isn't going to hit the stumps. You just kick it. Yeah, you can in that sport, and but just not in hockey. Just saying. Um, ooh, social media club primer of the week, John. Oh, no, 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 hold off. I haven't found one yet. I'm just scroll, scrolling through. So I've got to do this really slow. Scrolling through, yes. And then at home, you can go to Times 3 or something like that on your podcast. Social media club promo of the week. I caught you out, didn't I? Yeah, I just started reading about a soccer club. Just make it up. Huh? Make, make one up. Oh, no, here we are, John. Oh, oh a real one. Trumpton Town Hockey Club. Oh, um, I'm imagining they're somewhere in middle England. Um, middle we'll just, America. We'll just have a quick look. Trumptown. At, oh, well, let's have a look and see if they've got a, a Wikipedia page here, John. Yes, they have. I have found it in... 1968. They've got a Wikipedia page. They're, they're in the county of Middlewich in England. Oh. Uh, uh. Is that notable? Oh, no, notable. They were founded by the grandson of Stanley Shoveler. Uh, oh, really? For, former Great oh, Britain, wow. um, somehow linked to the, the grammar school there at the time. And they've got a, one men's team and one women's team, both in action at home um, at... Uh, Blockley School, Blockley School. Uh, so obviously playing school pitches there, and they're playing uh, the Bathton uh, men's and women's teams at the weekend. So well done. Looks uh, red shirts, green green shorts. Jump. How near Midsummer is that? I've done it. Oh, middle. Barnaby play for that. Middlewich, wherever, wherever that is. Anyway, good sounds luck. like a typical little English village, doesn't it? Yeah, Middlewich. They must have pitches side by side. Both games start at two p.m. Uh, this this oh, Saturday. So. so if you're in the area, head, drop head in. down to the Blockley Blockley. Do they have a clubhouse, school? or do you have to go down the pub after? Because we've had this problem. I'll just, see if it, I'll just see if it's on the. Uh, I know you're on the Wikipedia. It's all right. The, their centre forward Andy is the landlord of. Ah, uh, oh, uh, brilliant. The Ramen Shackle um, pub in the town oh, or village there. So. I'd, I'd be letting him. I'd, I'd be giving him fee, pays fees. He'd play for free. Oh, I bet they, they probably have some big nights at the Ramen Shackle, don't oh, they? Could be. Could be. Oh, well, there we go. That's nice. That'd be good if so, you won a title with them. Social media club promo of the week. But somewhere else for us to, us to visit, John. Indeed. On our uh, intrepid travels. We're going to be going lots of places. We are. On the way to California, we'll drop in there. Going to see if we can have a, have a run and give it a whack. If you are playing hockey this weekend, folks, uh, go and give it a whack. Hopefully, it's not too snowy or rainy. Hopefully, it's just right, John. That's right. Yeah. And if you can't manage to give it a whack, don't forget, just give it a little nudge with your foot and send it over the line.
International Field Hockey Podcast Awards, John. It's time yes. to just be serious for a moment. This oh, is no, a, a message very clear to all of those that produce hashtag Field Hockey Podcast. Start getting your thinking caps on. We're going to be asking very soon for that show reel, a five-minute show reel, some of your very best content from the past 12 months of whatever your hockey podcast is or podcast that has had some hockey content in it. We are going through the, the process at the moment of identifying our ju- um, judging panel. And uh, so, yeah, you just get your thinking caps on, think about what you want to have featured, put together that snappy little package, get it sent through to us. We'll let you know where and when. And uh, you'll be, you know, up for the, the IFFers. IFFers. Yeah. Are we still working on the prize? Are we getting... Are we trophies, getting, the trophies will be happening. We're not getting the, the winner a pair of Adidas Predators. No, oh, here's the thing. Shoes, John. What am I wearing right now? Shoes, Matt. Huh? They're ASIC gels. Second pair of new runners that you've seen me in in 24 hours. Yeah. I showed you that, that nice yeah. gold pair. The, um, well, gel, gold pair, yeah. Gel, gold, pro, something yeah. or other. Three different pairs of ASICs dedicated hockey shoes. These are the some Blackheaths. All right, they're old models. That's all right. Did you buy them for World Children's Day? Less than 90 bucks, mate. Less than 90 Australian dollars for three pairs. Incredible. Right? Yeah. Oh, shit. And I'm, you know, I'm an ASICs man when it comes to footwear. Of course, unless you're from Adidas and you want to send uh, a complimentary pair through to both John and I. Yeah. That would, I'm US, and, and while they're being US fitted, 13 could, or 14. We could sip on a refreshing Coca-Cola. We could. Or a Pepsi. Yeah. Maybe eat some Domino's pizza. Be nice. Drop in Fernando's on the way back. Ah, uh, could do that. You could. BHP make good stuff too. <laughs> Big steel things. <laughs>